Hello and welcome into Off Topic. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdino on So Rare. Today to talk about, I'm not even sure yet. What, did we, what are we pretending? Hold on, my mic is or bad. All right, hope I sound better. Uh, what are we talking about today? So Rare Priorities. We'll get to that in a second. Thanks for everyone who has joined us. Joined us. Joined me live. Raul was first. What's up, Raul? John Andrews, Vincent. I love this from Mike Basson. Howdy, mates. Laird O'Clock. Hope you guys are enjoying your, well, I guess Mike is enjoying his afternoon. Daniel Cooper, good morning. If I remember correctly, you're on the West Coast of the U.S. Uh, Kevin heard off topic with a topic. So the key with off topic is that you need to have a topic to go off of. So I always feel like I have to think of something. And I don't know. Shaforkel, hello. Congrats on your Robert Lubitsch rare yesterday. And uh, Vincent, good afternoon. Or you were here already. Yeah, so I was going to talk about so rare priorities uh, because while I was doing my lineups yesterday or last night, really, uh, it made me realize that I'm not sure anybody really knows what they think their priorities are. And part of this is kind of a continuation of what I talked about. Was that on Monday? I think it was on Monday with Sean. And just about how people prioritize, prioritize things, excuse me. And it was a little bit from what, you know, we all talked about together last week. And by we all, I mean me to myself with you guys in the chat, thankfully, but about, you know, playing against the server data algorithm and how you prioritize what lineups you make and all of this stuff. And the more I started thinking about it, not started, the more I thought about it, excuse me, the more I realized that even the things that we claim that we're prioritizing are different and we still don't even really know what we're prioritizing. And so the, the reason I bring, I say it that way is I feel like a lot of us are say, I prioritize all-star rare pro. And we don't really think of why we do that. Like the reason should be like, oh, the rewards are the best then there, or I'm the most competitive there because I have these cards and all this stuff. And it's it's kind of this weird thing that I feel like we we think we are prioritizing certain things when actually we're not. I don't know. I don't, I'm going to work through that, through this thought during the show, because I still don't really know exactly how to phrase it or explain it, which is really just... Uh, great for people who are coming in to listen to anything helpful. Uh, Mike Bass, and I want to know if Sober Data's pick scores applied to fruit, what would be a triple A? Pineapple is the triple A fruit. It's as simple as that. Every other fruit is compared to pineapple. Brad Craig said Rainier cherries are triple A regardless of the matchups. The messy of fruits. Uh, I will say that like really good cherries are, they're, they're up there. Anyway. Mike Basson, well, I just want to say that thanks to the lineup strength indicator, I had no freaking priorities as every lineup ended up in a five-point spread and it wasn't a high five-point spread either. Um, and Blue Tomatoes, who should I complain to if my 97 lineup strength team doesn't win anything? You can just talk to your computer. That's who will be. That's who can listen, who will listen to you with those complaints. No, the, so, but I do want to talk about that. that I mean, we'll go into that as well, but the, the whole, the priority thing, I, it's, it's actually breaking my brain. And so 
I feel like I need to talk it out. And this is a, this seems like the great place to talk it out because I can just spit everything out and not have anybody change the way I'm thinking, which is always nice. Um, but basically, so when I make my lineups every week, like right now, I say, I want to, like I'm prioritizing all-star rare because of this month-long competition. And I'm doing that because I think I have the, I think I have the, see, I, I don't necessarily think I have the best cards to win it. Like that's the weird thing. Mike Basson says I should lay down on the couch for this. So there's a difference between you putting your best lineup in the best competitions versus you putting your lineup in there thinking you're going to win. And I think that's the, that's the thought that I have every week that I need to put my best lineup in what I think is the best competition, which currently I think is all-star rare pro. And the reason I think that is because there are more stars in there than all-star rare and not, not that the first place is better than all-star rare, but I'm, I'm essentially um, trying to what I think win the best competition. And so the difficulty is, is that putting my best cards in that competition doesn't make me more competitive just because they're my best cards. Like my best cards might not be remotely close to actually competitive and that's where I feel like the priority thing comes in because when I, and I talked about this during the, during the game week preview. And for anyone who watched that, if you guys have any feedback, happy to listen to, I think I might try to do another one on Monday for the midweek because we have champions league and all the other European competitions. But, but I went in to that saying, or I looked at the lineup strength indicator and was like, your best cards, this is for my gallery, your best cards are, or the best, most competitive lineup that you can put out is in Champion America Rare Pro. And my thought was, I don't want to use my best cards to win an America card. And I realize that everyone is like, whoa, 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 Messi is in the prize pool. And I get that. Realistically, I'm not finishing first. And so that's, so then it's, what else can I win in this competition? And I'm actually just going to pull it up right now to see where champion America rare pro. So you get three, there are three stars given away in champion America rare pro. Messi, Almada, and Chris Brady are the top three and Cucho is fourth. Not to pat myself on the back, but. This calendar year, I've won Brady, I've won Cucho, I've actually won Roman Berkey as well. And Daniel's a wow. So the I would love an Almada. I'm not gonna lie about that actually. But the other cards I I have since sold. I don't have like I sold Brady, I sold Cucho, and I sold Berkey or traded it, got rid of them. And so my thought was, am I going to take my my best cards, which again the most competitive region I can be in according to the lineup strength indicator, which, you know, is not gospel, is this competition to win these prizes. And 
I struggle with that because there were there was one card in particular that I thought would be the most competitive card. Like it's one of my most competitive cards and it's a, a Julian Quinones super rare, which I play in all-star rare pro a lot because I like to think my all-star rare pro lineup is my best spot. Mike Basson said, Harkett Laird flexing like PSU fans. So the summer is when I do the best. Always. Like I have a, a heavy America gallery. And so that's when I can do my best. And so, yes, I'm going to pat myself on the back when it happens to work. And those times it worked. I don't even remember. To be honest, I probably won those cards in like All-Star, not even in America, which makes it, I don't know if it makes it better or worse. Um, sorry, I'm sorry to be that guy. Not really sorry. But let's see what where it was. Um and it's been a while, as you can tell. So here's Berkey was All-Star Rare Pro. Cucho, All-Star Rare Pro. Brady, U23 Rare Pro. So not even in America. I tried to win other things, and then instead I ended up with America cards. But anyway. So, so the priority comes down to... Like, should we prioritize what we want to win? Or what we have the best shot at winning. And so you would think that you should prioritize like your best possibility to win. And for me, All-Star Rare Pro isn't that because I don't have a lot of like really good super rares, even though I just said I have one, but I have one. And then I basically am like clean sheet. Hopefully that happens. And I have a, some good, like, I, I could win All-Star Rare Pro. I'll put it that way. Like I have cards where if everything works out well, I can win it. And, but, but usually I don't have that situation. And so that's kind of the weird point where do I prioritize all-star rare pro, meaning put my best super rares, and my best rares in that lineup, even though using one or two of those cards in another competition is actually better in terms of actually winning. And so it makes you consider what your act, what the priority should be. Should it be, do I take advantage of my best opportunity to win? And just because it's your best opportunity doesn't mean it's a good opportunity too. Because that's how I kind of started looking at All-Star Rare Pro. That, sure, I have a lineup. I think it's competitive. But it's unlikely to get something great. Now, granted, like a Tier 3 and a Tier 2, I'm happy to win those. Absolutely. But it's... It, should I basically weaken some of my other lineups that have a better chance to actually win a prize just to compete in the competition that I think I would get the most fun prize in. Um, Vincent said, it also depends on why you play the game. If you play to win in terms of ROI, you play the statistical game. Do you play for fun and also watch the games and enjoy the combo? You play the fun league. So I actually don't think that there's a difference, for me at least, there's not a huge difference between playing the game for ROI and playing it for fun. Because like, I actually... To go back to the Chris Brady thing, I was a pretty upset about winning Chris Brady. From an ROI perspective, it was great. Actually, it turned out to me not as great as it was. But the, I just think it's fun. 
it's so much fun to win Messi. I think I've never won Messi, but it's it. I imagine it's a ton of fun, and the ROI on that is obviously good. But he's like a crazy player, and like talking. So John Nellis this week. I actually have a few things to say about John Nellis. But John Nellis this week, actually, before I even say it, is he still winning U23 Rare Pro? This is for the midweek. Okay, he did win it. So Nellis on this week's So Far Sir, uh, show was saying that he won U23 Rare Pro and earlier in the week looked at the prize pool. And it still had like the, the Austria and and two Bundesliga or whoever it was like the prize pool wasn't that great. And then they announced, or then they released the premier league and the new premier league and Bundesliga cards. And all of a sudden the U23 rare pro prize pool now has Erling Haaland at the top. And he was saying earlier in the week, he would have been perfectly content winning Kyle Sherpin. But now that Haaland is there, it's like, Oh, I want to win Haaland. And that's kind of what happened to me with Brady, that there were decent prizes in the pool. And like, I just wasn't excited about Brady. Like, would it be a good, it, it was a good reward. Absolutely. But I just wasn't excited about it. And I, I think I'm other than Messi. I think I would be more excited about a high finish in all-star than I would be in America, but I'm also less likely to finish higher in all-star than I am in America. So like it, I spent a lot of time yesterday, like building my lineups without actually building anything. Because once you start building, like once you build one lineup, then you know those cards can't be used elsewhere. And so the priority of where you put your cards, meaning how you decide which competitions to enter, obviously determines everything else that you do after that. If you play four America cards in All-Star, then you are not playing because they have a really good matchup, then you cannot play them in America where they might actually be more competitive. And during the game week preview earlier this week, when did I do that? Yesterday? Earlier this week. Yesterday. Or no, Wednesday. The I saw that River Plate had a really good matchup this week. And it was fairly good in All-Star, but it was the best in America. And so would do I want to take my River Plate cards, which should score well this week, and put them against all of these challenger teams, Celtic, Zagreb, PSV, uh, Porto Sporting, Benfica, there were a few others, who also have really good matchups. Or do I play them in America where it's like LAFC against the Galaxy? Like, do I, like, we, I always talk about, and I say this on multiple shows, that you always want to compete against fewer people. It's easier to beat 100 people than it is 1,000. And so why not take those best cards and put them in America? And the answer is like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to do that. Um, Pablo said, I put my river stack on America. Pablo, I did too. And jump shoot said, you just get dupes and then it's no worries. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, so it's, I don't know. I still don't know. Like I, I, I honestly... It's weird because when you think of, oh, I'm taking time to make lineups, a lot of it is considering, you know, you're putting your lineup, you, 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 I feel like we don't, how do I put this? Not enough of the lineup building process is thinking. It's just, oh, I'm going to, my best lineup goes in all-star rare pro. So let me just put the, 
So you're thinking of like which cards to put in all-star rare pro. And then you do that and you're like, okay, my next one is whatever all-star rare you do that. And there's actually, there should be more thinking on the front end of why are you entering all-star rare pro? Do you have a chance to win a reward with your best lineup? If not, are those cards better used somewhere else? And that's where the lineup strength indicator really helps because it at least gives you a better idea of competitiveness of your cards in competitions. And so it's it's something that I that nobody thought about before. Like you may have thought of it like, oh yeah, like I'm sure this is good, but it's it's not that. It's more than that. And I think what I went through on the on the game week preview show actually not to give myself too much credit here, but that's something that more people need to think about because when we build our team, not even when we're acquiring cards, you know, if you're somebody who really likes stacking or something and you're like, oh man, you know, whoever, and I don't even want to talk about like the stacking Bayern Munich or Man City. Like it's not that. It's more, it's going back to the, old school PSU fans to Chicago fire stack. So like this week, um, where was it? Vitesse, right? Yeah. Home against Walwick. And if you have Eloy room and Melly Muhlenstein and you're like, Oh, this is my week. And what you didn't do when you went through the, the process of looking like, obviously they're going to have a few good matchups, but you saw that matchup and you're like, that's the week I'm going to do really well. And then you get to that game week and you're like, oh, Celtic, Zagreb, PSV, Fe- oh, I'm just going to pull it up here. Feyenoord, Leipzig, Sporting, Rangers, whatever Alianza, Lima is, River Plate, Tottenham, Palmeiras, Barcelona, Molda, Galatasaray, Benfica, Fenerbahce, Porto, Roma, Bruges, Liverpool, Marseille, Lons, Villarreal, Valeranga, Espanyol, Man City, Arsenal, and Millonarios are all bigger favorites than Vitesse. And now you don't seem excited. Even though this is exactly the matchup you tried to get. Let me catch up on the chat. Um, Mike Basson says, I prioritize what I think I can win the best prizes for me. What I want is unattainable, just like Cameron Diaz was. (laughs) Uh, Never know, Mike. Never know. Um... Jump shoot said I mostly play for hate, which uh, this is this is a game of love. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that. Kevin Hurt said the danger with that is if the lineup priority, even one player bombs. I still prefer splitting lineups, but don't listen to me. That doesn't work either. Um, Shaforkel said I'm mostly playing HNL and I watch every single game this season. That's a lot of soccer to watch. Football, sorry, I, I can't believe that came out. Um, Juju said, my strongest silver data lineup was in for this game week was the, was a pro lineup. And I think prioritizing this will be a mistake. So that's, that's where I think you, you don't necessarily, not that you don't trust the lineup builder, but that's where you have to make the decision of maybe I should not, like if your best lineup is not that competitive in the first, you know, whatever the most competitive is. Maybe if you started elsewhere, you'd be more competitive or 
that's where I think like, like almost like cat mode works out better. I actually don't, and I have mentioned this sort of, but I don't always love the way that pick scores work for cat modes because it, it's, it's actually not the individual pick scores that are the problem, but I think we need to figure out a way to, to decide if, if the lineup you built and, and the strength indicator is probably the first step of that. But I'm thinking like, if you have a few guys who are really good cat mode wise, you know, they're, they're very, like Neymar two weeks ago when he was a zero instead of a hundred right now. But then if you have like 65 points left, the 65 point player is probably going to be like an F because it's hard to outscore 65, but it actually makes the most sense for the lineup. I don't know. I have, that's another one I just got to think of. Um, I love all these people who are suggesting just buying multiple cards of every player. Um, in fact, it, we've gone from just buy two of every player and Blue Tomato said, just spend up and buy three of every player. And Juju says, just buy five of every player. Yeah. Um, Mike Basson said, if you played the river cards in America, you have your best shot at Messi. Is that actually, I mean, I, I suppose that is, well, let's, let's see. Six, well, it's 16 Messi cards left. Apparently five Reynosos, which is kind of weird. But surely he is in the all-star star tier. How far down is Messi? Here he is. Why are there 15 Hallens and oh, because he's U23. Right, right, right. Makes sense. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you actually, we, like we actually don't know if you have a better chance of winning him in America or not. Uh, so there's that. Demian said, I started with a one euro and now 1100 euros. De Demian, great, great job. Did you do that by trading or by playing SO5? Um, uh, Juju said, I just look at how many players enter a competition. So I actually don't think that's the best way to look at it, but I'm not sure there's a better one for, for us before a game week. But there are a lot of like dead lineups in certain competitions. Like Cap 240 has a ton of play, like lineups that have four players. And we used to see this in All-Star Rare that when that was where the threshold was, people would play a common and it was just really hard to win a reward with a common. And so we would see like, there's so many lineups and it was like, yeah, but three quarters of them have a common. So for, if you're comparing, competing for a card, like most of those card, those lineups actually shouldn't even count, but yeah, I don't know. But again, you might not even have a great lineup, but if you're like, oh, there's only a thousand people in this contest instead of 8,000. And it's like, yeah, but you actually have a lineup that can be better against the 8,000. Um, Forgo says, when you say there comes lineup indicator, in your opinion, what is a decent number? We don't, we don't know what a decent number is yet. And so we're kind of like back testing it a little bit. You, if you guys don't follow uh, Vitaly on, on Twitter, he posted a few graphs that showed like lineup strength and those, how, how they scored and all this stuff. And that's what we're doing before we decide if it is indicative of anything. You have to test what you're doing, right? Juju said, but we aren't sitting here every week and asking if we should put a team X in all-star because there's always team YZQ who also have great fixtures. Yeah, I just think 
Yeah, I think it's important to know, and the lineup indicator, the strength indicator will help you know that if there are other lineups that have really strong matchups. Like I had a 90 lineup in America Rare Pro, I think, and I didn't play it. I, I purposely played a lesser lineup according to the pick score. But the a uh, few people were re responding on Twitter and they were like, oh yeah, well, I have this. And it, somebody had, an, there was a, literally a 100 lineup, but all of the really high lineups were LAFC. And again, LAFC are big favorites against LA Galaxy. And so if those cards, like if those cards are played, then obviously you're going to have some good pick scores. And like, I do we have cards of this uh, Alianza Lima? I would assume not. Yeah, we don't even have like they're not minted. I assume Millionaires aren't. I'm, I didn't think Palmeiras were right. Yeah, no, they're not. So just even among minted, so like those teams don't even have that many cards on the platform. America is the same way, right below in this uh, Carlos Minucci, who literally sounds like a person. So taking those out, it's like River Plate versus LAFC for the best lineups, and River Plate have been awful this year, actually. So who knows what how their scores would look, but. That's sort of the the reason why the LAFC indicators were so strong. Raul said, my stronger lineup probably is Challenger Europe Celtic stack. I mean, it could be an all-star. Like Celtic are the biggest favorite amongst every team on Sober this week. That doesn't mean they'll score the best, but no one has better odds to win. Um John Andrews said, I'm expecting a rabbit hunt this week from Laird. I finished 21st in All-Star Rare Pro, but I would have won America Rare Pro and a Messi if I entered it. The That was for midweek? So, John, why did you go to America? Just because you thought it was more... You you were more competitive in America, which I which I guess made sense. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. You, you went to All-Star. You did not play America. That's it. You you played in All-Star because you were like, I want to win the best prize. And the best prize in America now happens to be one of the best prizes, but it, it's I don't think Messi is necessarily the best. Um, Paolo. This game week I left in Academy my two most expensive cards. Diogo Gonchalves, Gonchal, I never know how to say his name, and Victor Clayson Superers because they have difficult matchup and I didn't want to waste a goalkeeper in Challenger or All-Star Pro with them. That's one of the hardest things to do on so rare. Agreed. It sucks. Yeah, that's hmm. shout out so rare Scandinavia Discord. Uh, Daniel Cooper said he scored 350 points with a four man lineup in Cap 240. That's wild. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to look at the chat. Um, Pablo said, Paolo Diaz and DLC is not a river stack. Armani, Paolo, DLC, and Barco is. We will see on Sunday. I So I ended up splitting my... I didn't do a stack. I didn't, I didn't do a full river stack. I don't even have a full river stack. I don't have a forward. But the I did play... I don't know why I didn't play... Why did I not play... Where are we here? America Rare Pro. Oh, I played Carlos Hill and Emmanuel Reynoso over Nicholas De La Cruz.
But basically what I decided is that I wanted to, that for me, Julian Quinones, I was comfortable enough taking him out of All-Star Rare Pro. And I was not playing any of these cards in All-Star. And so I was like, all right, I'll just put these guys in America and try to win Messi. I probably could have played Armani and Paolo and surely they will make me regret it by not playing them there. Mike Basson said, does the strength indicator reflect lineups that other people may have already saved on Sora data or is that part of the comparison or is it literally cards and fixtures going into it? It's a good question and I had somebody else ask me this. It's essentially comparing it to the best possible lineup that you could create. It's not a... It's not even the best lineup that somebody could create. It's literally the five best. So you could almost just go to the pick score page and take the best goalie, like the top ranked goalie, defender, midfielder, forward, and extra. And those five players are what we would consider like the hundred lineup. And then yours is just compared to that and all the combinations that could be made. Was there river slander here? I didn't mean, yeah. Uh, Pablo also points out that, yeah, Sorare lost the licenses to Argentinos. Oh, I didn't know about San Lorenzo either, but I also didn't know that San Lorenzo was even um, minted. But yes, I did learn that Argentinos is no longer minted, which is a bummer since they just started doing their new cards. And what's actually particularly frustrating about that, let's see, how many did they even get? Because they re-released those relatively recently and the bummer with that is they only let me see here sorry i was looking up my boy javier cabrera oh they got further along than i thought so they got to, uh, to 30 30 rares and three super rares much appreciated on the um on the ratio there but like we lost our current season bonus because when these cards came out and then they only got to 30, which is a bummer. Okay. Um, Kevin Hurd said, my Celtic stack is an all-star waiting for stronger collection bonuses to kill me. Uh, you never know. You never know. Raul, uh, yes, there is dark dark mode progress on server data. It takes time. Like we, we know that. We know that. I'm well behind on the chat. Sorry, guys. Surface, with your American Heavy Gallery, do you think the month-long contests will continue through next summer? They better. I see no reason why they would. You know why they will and why I'll be furious about it anyway? Because the Euros are next summer. And there's no way they would stop them during the Euros. It's going to be just like the, well, it'll actually be much worse, but it'll be just like the U23 Euros this year, where when I had Chris Brady... And he was one of the only U23 goalies of the summer. And then they were like, hey, you know all those European ones you're not using? Now they have utility. And so nobody needed to buy Chris Brady. That was a real gut punch. <sighs> Isco said, you said River have been horrible this season. It's true, but I won't allow the slander. It wasn't slander. Those were just facts. Just because I said they were bad doesn't mean I wanted them to be bad. I never want River to lose, ever. Just clean sheet wins for the rest of time. That's all we want. <sighs> Mike Basson says, so we can agree that the Argentino super hitter rare price ratio is three to one. Yeah, it doesn't work quite like that, unfortunately. Okay. 
I caught up on the chat. I talked about priorities. There was something else I wanted to talk about. And I'm going to talk about it, but I'm, I'm going to walk on eggshells a little bit with this because I don't, I, I don't really want to, I really don't want to um, offend is not the word I was even thinking of, but I don't want to give away too much or talk to talk about people when they're not here. However, I'm going to do it. Uh, but I, I heard some feedback or not a feedback re really, but I was talking to somebody today about SoRare content and the growth in SoRare content has been great recently. I really enjoy that there are more people doing it because just getting more opinions out there, I think is important and being able to disperse the reactions to content creators and what they do amongst more people is helpful. But the, I find it really odd how many people, and it's it, realistically, it's not that many people, and I probably shouldn't even talk about it, but it, I'm, here we are. But the number of people who like negatively talk about content creators for being positive about so rare. And it's just really weird. Like why, why it, it's so weird to me that people feel the need that they have to take time out of their day and spend energy on telling other people that what they enjoy is bad. And <laughs> Chani was actually not the person I was talking that I was referring to, but I'm glad you are here, Chani, because you get this as well. But it's really strange to me that people feel the need to respond to optimism or fun with pessimism and telling people they shouldn't have fun. Like, I don't get it. What is this? It's, it's come about recently because, well, I don't know why it, but the recent one was obviously like the new cards are out and people are like, oh, these are cool. And the number of people are like, no, you are wrong. They're stupid. And you're just like, well, I don't think it's fun to like be able to like flick these cards around. And will I do it that much? No, but like I'm doing it now and I'm having fun. And they were like, no, you are an idiot for thinking these are nice. And it's like, okay, why, who, why do you need to tell me this? Um, it, it, I, I don't really don't get it. And it's, it's existed forever and it's not a so rare problem. Like, but it's just the, the idea of watching somebody talk about something that is making them happy and that they're enjoying it and coming in and being like, no, you should not feel this way. It's the same reason why I feel like it's really weird when people talk about how other people spend their money. And so it's like, you shouldn't buy this. Or you, if you come into so rare, like you should never just like go buy super rares. And it's like, it's not your money. Let people spend their money how they want and let people like, I think part of it is people thinking that they're helping others before they make mistakes. And Sometimes people just need to make mistakes and let it, let that happen. 
But it is really strange to me that these people actively take time out of their schedule, not at their schedule, but like actively take time to say you are wrong or what you are doing is, is bad. I don't, I don't know how do you, how I even should phrase this. Um, because, because it's weird to me because there are a lot of people who are really excited about so rare, whatever it is. And for people to come in and be like, you shouldn't do this because a lot of people are, that's what it is. A lot of people are losing money. So you shouldn't like talk positively about so rare because it's actually really bad. Cause I know like three people who lost all their money and it's like, take like, and I think the, the basic response to at least someone like me, because I've been here a while and obviously my likelihood depends on so rare continuing to exist. Not hundred percent anymore. Shout out to rain metrics. So Yeah, I don't I don't know what where I was even going with that, to be honest. I don't know. What's Vincent say? It's weird. People are always happy when a kid finds enjoyment in all kinds of things, but when it's an adult finding enjoyment, the opinions come and people are pushed in a direction. Yeah, you're right. Mike Basson, I Sean did not call me a moron about this, although Sean does think the new cards are stupid. Um, uh, but that this has nothing to do with that. Um Kubasaki said they know the content creators better than the content creators know themselves, obviously. Yeah. I, 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 it's weird. It's just weird to me. And it doesn't make me stop doing any sort of content, but it is, but it does get in my head when I start talking about things I'm positive about, about so rare, because I know that there are going to be people who be like, yeah, you probably shouldn't be so happy. I'm like, what? Um, it's, Johnny says, I guess it's odd when people don't live by, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything. It's not even that so much. I mean, it, uh, it obviously is some of that, but the, it's more, it, it always comes off in a way like they're actually trying to help other people like not get sucked into the fun because the fun, like the fun part is bad. And that part is the weird part to me. And that's, I try to be, and this is, this is why I have a problem with it because it makes me hesitate in sharing with other people how I'm having fun with so rare. And I did a show like this show a few weeks ago talking about the ways I have fun. And one of them was like figuring out how I got to my Midgeland collection. And like, I, I spent time doing that and I thought that was fun. And I went back and forth with someone on a trade on, on, you know, we were, I was trying to sell a card. We went back up forth, like literally 15 times over within a dollar of each other. Just kind of the, the, I was asking for $29 and they were like, how about 28? And I was like, how about 29, 28.99? They're like, how about 28.01? And we just kept going. And then somebody bought it for 29 anyway. It was great. But the, so like that part is fun. 
and not that I always want to talk about something like that, but the, I don't know. I, I find this game really fun and the 3d cards I find fun. Are they a little, they're gimmicky. Absolutely. But there's no way that, that they're less fun or the same amount of fun as our old cards. Cause they do something. And even like, I'm, there are plenty of people who like opened up the new card. You know, they went to the market here. Let's see. You got your new Jao Pedro Brighton card and you flicked it around and you're like, oh, this is really dumb. But there are a lot of people like me who are like, this is really cool. And I'm going to do this every so often, see how much I can spin it. Like how many times can we have like Sora Olympics? Like how many times you can get it to spin? Apparently my record is zero. One, two, two and a half. Yeah, Isco. 3D card spin. Yeah. Can we go this way? I don't see. I would love it to go all the way. Like all the way this way. Why does it stop? Daniel Cooper said the back of the uniques are lovely. Let's see. Let's see how lovely they are. Sorry for those who are listening. Oh, we got a Jonas Wind. Shout out to the boys at Sorare Down Under. You know what I really like? Yeah, that's sexy. So what I particularly like about the uniques is that they're like, they're purple, but then you're like, wait, are they like black? And then you're like, oh no, they're, they're, I, I think th these are just fire. Like, oh man, these are awesome. Wish I could buy a unique. Mike Basson said, fun has no right or wrong. Your fun can be different to my fun. Both are okay. So that's how I feel. Yeah. And yet, apparently that's like weird. I didn't realize like Jonas Wynn's eyes are kind of weird. Speaking of weird. Yeah, it's a cool card. Like I would want one of these way more than like the, was it the 20, what are the, whatever the brown uniques are. Those are awful. Um. Jerm said you can spin it in any direction in the app. Ooh, okay. Okay. I'll have to try that out if I ever knew how to open the Sora app. I don't know. Here we go. I like this. Steph, devil's advocate. That's what I'm here for. But gambling and drugs promoted by influencers is a good thing because it's fun. It can lead to addiction and can be dangerous. That is not where I thought we were heading today. So, wow. I don't think this is the same thing. But I get it, sort of. Yeah, I don't... So is it that basically this can be dangerous? Like buying so rare cards can be dangerous? Like, I feel like that's an extreme that doesn't apply. But, but maybe I should consider that more. Yeah. Vincent said, spending 50 bucks for a cap 240 stack and watching the game cannot be fun. Spending 50 bucks on sitting at Starbucks as a societal standard deemed fun. Um, yeah. Oh, Julian Green assist. Let's go. 
Sorry, I have him going this week. Mike Basson said, it looks like he has eyes on the back of that unique above the SoRare logo in the middle. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, right, I'm going to try to get, like, right here. Oh, man. Ooh, that is scary. Is that everybody's? And they almost, like, don't change in the light. Can you get, oh, sorry. Guys, you got to tell me. I'm not even sharing my screen. I'm just looking at this by myself. So look, like, right where... Just to the left, oh, my mouse disappeared, but like, right, yeah. It's kind of dark for you guys, I think. Yeah, that is a bit scary. And it actually kind of looks like the uh, Volkswagen logo, like turns into the SoRare one on the back. I cannot believe people think these are not fun. I mean, my God, anyway. Isco said, 3D is making me consider keeping any rewards I get just so I can spin them and use the AR function. Maybe I'll buy a cheap, cheap limited to do that. Yeah. Daniel Cooper, hot take fantasy football is not mad. <laughs> is not mad. Blue Tomatoes, now it's time to get off topic. Didn't we? I mean, I didn't, we were talking about priorities, and now I'm talking about 3D. That's different. Yeah, reset was a bit of a jump. Yeah. Let's see where we played Julian Green this week. I think it was in cap 240, to be honest. Uh, who do I also have an all-star limited? Oh, yeah. Midgeland's on in 15 minutes. But that's not the lineup that I had Julian Green in. Man, my cap 240 is going to be... Why do I keep clicking on the wrong one? Oh, I played him in second division. It's not where I wanted to play him. I actually have no no uh, expectations for that lineup. That was a weird one. Okay. Kevin Hurd said, if you lose everything you have on SoRare, at least you have utility every week. There you go. Vincent said, when is it investing that we're gambling? People are flat out gambling in the stock market. Yeah, that's a um, that's not a topic I need to... I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Quinny, what's up? You missed uh, really nothing. Nothing at all. Oh, so I said earlier that I wanted to talk about John Nellis and that I had a few things to say about him, and I do. Um, go watch his latest video on his YouTube channel. It's excellent. He told me about it previously. Um, that's funny. I don't, actually don't even see. Oh, here we go. Um, it's a stranger to cancel their trip for a football ticket. It's great. In fact, I'm going to drop the link in the chat here. Nobody watch it yet. Stay here for another few minutes, at least. John's video is eight minutes. The only thing, this is it. The biggest problem that I have with John, with John's videos is that he puts them out on Friday when I'm trying to do the lineups and I don't, that doesn't help me because I want to watch the videos. Thankfully, they're only like eight minutes. Uh, Kev Hurd said, yeah, Midgerland lineup is out. Um, this is it. Who we got here? Cho. Oh, that's right. Dalsgaard's still starting. My God. Janino Soren. What? Oh, that's back. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's everyone we thought. 
That's everyone I played because I think let's see here. I played Lee Hanbum and Lossel in the, in Academy. So yeah. Yeah. Does anyone know if this is on one football? I don't want to look right now, but if it's on one football, then we're painting the face after this. Um, Ben was asking if anybody knows if any bookmakers have odds for AFC champions league. I actually saw like multiple people say they couldn't find any. Um, yeah, so we'll see. <laughs> Quinny asked what he missed. Yes. So it was compared to meth. Um, Oh, Balotelli's back at Adana Demerspor. Really? Silly. Balotelli's like one of those guys that I just always loved. I had no reason to, but man, he was great. Speaking of great, can we just end the game week right now? The $14.58 isn't going to do a lot, but man, I would love to. Let's finish. Like I, I would be okay just ending there. No stars, no tier ones, but I'll take this. All day. Would love that. Vincent, how is this not fun? Without So Rare, would you be hyped about that club playing in their lineups? Absolutely not. I will say that the Midland thing, it's again, it's one of those things that I loved about So Rare that I've mentioned on the show that Midland, you know, got, or Sam Tai, who I didn't know be, before So Rare, and who I only found out about because of. John Nellis, because he was on Nellis' show. He owned a Jonas Lossel. I bought one, bought a couple. Now I'm now I'm all in on Midgeland. G Walms. I'm trying to work to rare. I have four decent rare cards, but keepers too much for me. Would I be better playing them in 220 or run 240 with four players? I would say it depends on the game week. Depends on the game week. Sometimes if they have really good matchups, like the four do, and you can get to 240 or fit now it's 280. I got to remember that. Then sometimes it's, that's where you go. Yeah. But other times it might not. So there's really, every game week is different. Mike Passon said they are on one football. Let's go. No work this afternoon. All right. What else we got? I got nothing right now. Um, I do want to say that the game week preview shows. I didn't feel like this week's was great. But I also don't know exactly how I'm going to change it to make it better. As weird as that sounds. So I felt like this week was the first one that, I mean, obviously it was the first one, but it felt like I was showing off our tools a lot more than actually previewing the game week, but also the tools kind of do that anyway. And I feel like the point of the show is not like, Hey, here are all the injuries and all like no single show will be able to do that. And so it's, it's just too hard. And so the, I think the point of the show is just like, here's the, how to use our tools to quickly figure out what's going on. Let's, um, we can even look ahead right now. But again, like we probably don't have odds much and it's a lot of Champions League stuff. Man City at home against, um, is this Red Star Belgrade? Yeah. Yeah, Red Star. 
So that's going to be something. And then West Ham against whatever Baca Topola is. Frankfurt against Aberdeen, 81% chance. Barca against Antwerp, yeesh. Look at, oh man, is a, I need Johanneton here. I need to know if Joris Van Overeem is going to start for Maccabee Tel Aviv. Look at me with a midweek card. Atalanta. Arsenal against PSV. That's, wow, big favorites. Who's this? Brighton against, oh, AEK. Yeah, Zagreb. Oh, Zagreb again. Ugh. Benfica, that heavily favored against Salzburg? They really that good? Really? Liverpool and Lask. It is funny. I will say I do like the Champions League, or excuse me, the Conference League now because they, because we get like, oh, that's actually a so rare team that I know about because so rare has made me care about the Austrian Bundesliga. But man, yeah, there should be some absolute bloodbaths next week. Galatasaray at home against Copenhagen. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're, we're not going to have... My God, do we have... Oh, no, we don't. All right. I was going to say, we have a ton. So who are we missing? Are there any? John Buck, amongst the teams that, that matter. San Lorenzo has cards. Pohang. Oh, those are Asian chan Yeah, who knows if we'll get odds for these. But we should get the others. Um, Argentinos. Cienciano, Urawa, freaking Wuhan, three towns. Ugh. Oh, against Urawa. Universitario. All right. Kev Hurd said, my Aberdeen and last stacks are going to get cooked. Yep. Conference League is bad for monthlies. Why is it bad for monthlies? Shouldn't it be great if you have the good teams? River Plate should be heavily favored next week, next midweek. Actually, Tucumán, are they good? I don't know how good they are. I thought they were decent. Oh, this is the new season. Looks like they're struggling. Oh, three draws. That's not so bad. Only two goals, though. All right, I'll take that. Oh, because I don't have them. That's why the... Yeah. It's funny because like everyone thinks that the... Champions League teams are like, oh, that's the midweek stuff. But it's actually like you you probably want conference and Europa League teams. Midgeline couldn't get there. All right. <clears throat> um, oh, I was also going back to the game week previews. I was also thinking about having guests. Uh, I might not do it every week. But we'll see. Again, that, that show is kind of a work in progress, mostly because I'm not sure what, I don't know. We'll see. I think everything is kind of a work in progress when it comes to content. Nothing's really that set, but we'll get there. So it might just be two shows on Mondays moving forward. We'll, you know, we'll keep the strategy show and then the, and then we'll see. I think having more shows is better, right? Like, I realize I'm saying it's really nice that there's a lot of content and then I'm just gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna do some more, but I feel like more is better. Daniel Cooper, five shows every day. Yeah, maybe we'll get there. Maybe. Maybe just like one, one 10 hour show a day. 
Blue Tomato said two shows are better than one. Roland said, get on net, but don't let them waffle that much. Nep waffles about things? What is Nep? The, the only reason I'm hesitant to bring Nep on now is kind of what I said on limited time only, if you guys don't check that out, but I admitted that I think he might be right about collections. And I don't know why I don't want to confront that. Like, I really like Nep. And so it's weird that I have this thought that I have to talk to him about collections and having him be right. Like, why wouldn't I want to tell him he's right? Hmm. Now that I talked that out, it makes no sense. Yeah, maybe we'll get nap on. We'll see. Um, Mike Baston said, Mike's in shot now. That mic? I think it's always actually in the shot. I think I'm, it's like, uh, oh, I thought I thought it was blending into my shirt. Anyway, um, Kevford said more is better. Should get some of the guys in here on as guests. I thought about that, and I've done that before. Some some off topics. Um, Surface said he wants to do an Andrew Truman show, so rare data show, 24 hours permanent camera on Andrew, and he's only allowed to think, live, breathe so rare at all times or he's fired. What if I told you I already think, live, and breathe so rare 24 hours a day? I don't. Don't worry. What's up, Tuggy? Thanks for coming in. Um, I actually, I think I might have mentioned this before, but... Nep gave me the idea that we should have 24-hour streams on server data and just have three, three people doing eight-hour shifts every day, and they just talk. And that sounded absolutely dreadful to me, personally, but I'm not going to do that. Don't worry. Kevford said something different. Put a face to the names. I feel like most of the faces, most of the names have been faced already on this. I really like how I phrase that, by the way. I agree, Kubasaki. The 24 hours seems a bit excessive. I'm not really doing that. But but I I do like this game week preview idea, which is funny because I've long been against doing content that is only valuable for a day or two. But I don't know. It seems like something that should be done. And thankfully we're in a position to do that. So we'll try it out. And to be honest, if it ends up being terrible, I'll just stop. Like we've done plenty. I've done plenty of content where after a while it's like, all right, this just isn't enjoyable. Nobody's what, you know, none of people are watching or the, the feedback we got is just like, Oh yeah, I watch because it's there, but like, it's not actually very good. And I've stopped that stuff. And so that's why I ask for feedback or any comments that you guys have on really all of our shows, because I don't want to keep doing stuff if it's not enjoyable to watch. And I don't mean just like oh, having fun, but the enjoyable in the sense like, yeah, I got something out of that. I learned something or it allowed me to look at something differently or I laughed like that. All of that is, is helpful. And so that's, 
that's why I look for the feedback. And like positive feedback is cool too. It's okay to tell people that they're that you enjoy what they're doing. But yeah, I'm always open to stuff. Um, Chani said, I generally don't think sober content can be something that has value for more than a year. The game changes constantly and so do team performances. So it's, ah, it's really funny you say that because that happened, where was I? I forget what the context was, but you can track how so rare has done by the videos that people do of the like budget videos, how to make an all-star rare team for a thousand euros, how to make an all-star team for 800 euros, how to make an all-star team for 20 bucks. And it's like, <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. It was actually, maybe it was somebody watching an onboarding video or Nellis was talking about it. And he was like, yeah, I got to redo it because nothing's the same. And that's a good point, Johnny. But I do feel like 24 hours, maybe 48 hours. Like I, I, I want to believe that most of our content has shelf life beyond 48 hours, even if it's not even a month. But if it's good enough for a month, that's okay to me. But I don't know. Chani said, this is why I feel like the, this is what's happening now. Content is more valuable. So the only, the only reason why that, why I struggle with that is most people who watch server data content don't watch it live. And there are tons of reasons for that. I will say server data content is not as good. I'm sorry, let me rephrase. Server data content is better because of the people who watch it live because the feedback that you guys give or just answering questions or bringing up topics that moves the conversation along. That's what allows me to sit here and talk for 60 something minutes. Like I would never talk this long <laughs> without the chat. And so it's really important, but I also have to remember that most people are watching this later or listening to it later. And so I, I feel like it has to have some kind of shelf life, even if it's just a week. And the 24 to 48 hour shelf life for the game week preview, is, I struggle with. Because I, my previous job, I did a lot of, like most of my job was creating content that was completely obsolete within 20, 24 to 48 hours. And I really enjoyed when I came here that it had some longevity, but, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what the, what the next step is in terms of that. I do know that there's plenty, there's plenty more to come because there's always just more to talk about. Simple as that. Except right now, now I'm done. I'm going to stop now. Thank you to everybody for joining. Shout out to everybody in the chat because like I said, this show, particularly this show, <laughs> cannot exist without you guys. So thank you for that. Thank you to everybody else who has uh, caught up on it. If you guys could please make sure to like the video. I know Chani's here and he's sitting there like, dude, it doesn't matter. Just like the video. If it doesn't matter and it's just like, just do it. Um, yeah, subscribe to the channel. I will say, I will say, that I feel like more people should be subscribed to this channel. And obviously the people watching are probably subscribed, but if you are not, please subscribe. 
because that maybe matters. I don't know. But yeah, good luck to everyone. Forza Midgeland. I'll see you next week.